traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida. I'm so excited about this time of year because we've got the Derby, we got the three-day Rolex, we got polo, we got sales, you name it, we got it. And not only here in the States, but we got it all over the world. And that's what we're doing here doing today is bringing you all the information that we possibly can in a one-hour program called International Equine Report. And we'll do this every Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock and, uh, to 2 o'clock, so that'll be good. And if you call in today at 323-744-4841, I will send the first caller a 2022 Kentucky Derby glass. They just got in, into the farm here. And so that's what we're doing. But um, getting back to the program here on our International Equine Report up at the OBS Sales in Ocala, uh, we have the two-year-old in training um, sales. Uh, they have the morning works out uh, today. If you go to our website, uh, intv.org, you'll be able to see uh, the live workouts of all the horses that are in the upcoming sale that are coming up here at OBS next week. Uh, so it, it, it'll be really interesting to, uh, you know, see, and you can kind of get a look and see what they look like on the racetrack, um, you know, before they go into the sales. And if they come out of the works real good and everything, uh, you go up to Ocala and you can buy one. Um, it's uh, exciting to do. It's something that's part of how they get there. Um, uh, program that we have here. It's pretty cool. And you go up and take a look at it. And then one of the, um, uh, nice things about uh, our website is it has all breeds, all disciplines, all countries, all from the beginner to the uh, to the Olympic uh, Olympians and, and to the world champion. And that's what we have there on the website. Uh, we got a good movie on there uh, this this month. Uh, we're leaving it right on up through uh, to the Kentucky Derby and Secretary, and it's a full documentary. And it's really a great movie uh, to, you know, to take a watch and sit down with the family and look at it, kind of get you into the Kentucky Derby spirit and, and show you exactly just, um, you know, who Secretariat was and who who uh, uh, the owners are, the trainers, the jockeys. It's really a good program to take a look at. Uh, you know, I, I really thought it was a, a, a nice uh, documentary that will last forever in time. Um, you know, we, we like to get to different things on the International Equine Report. And one of the things that um, that I really do enjoy is going through to all these different people um, that we talk to in the industry and see how they're doing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's amazing to see how the people that we have here in our business are just regular, everyday people. They're just everyday people. And, you know, they're like me and you. They go to the grocery store and shop. They go to the Walmart. They go just about any and everywhere that we go to. And no telling who you'll run into uh, from celebrities uh, down to just regular old people like me. Um, you know, and, and that's what we're trying to get across here at uh, International Equine Network is trying to bring uh, community together as a whole as equestrians. But not only that, we're trying to bring the community into the equestrian industry. 
you don't have to know anything about the horse business. You don't have to, um, uh, you know, spend a lot of money. You can go over and, and uh, take a look at some of the events in your area. And if you Google um, the uh, uh, equine uh, events in your area, you'd be surprised what you can find in your area. And it's free. Uh, you can find anywhere from polo to horse racing to horse sales to horse shows uh, to tax shops uh, uh, that sell the, the products. Uh, you name it, uh, it's, a, it's all quite, quite, a, quite interesting, you know, to go to, especially this time of year in, in the spring. So, you know, we ask you to go to our website and take a look at it. And there's just so many things that we have going on now, like, um, for example, on uh, our Churchill Downs segment. And, uh, that we have, uh, it is really a good segment. And what it is, is it's about how they, uh, grow the flowers and how they do the landscaping for, uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing the time and effort that they put into, you know, landscaping and everything for the Derby. Um, kind of like, uh, you know, training your horses to get to the Derby. You got to have backup plans and contingency plans and um here last week uh in kentucky uh it got down real cold uh it it started raining and it dropped down to below freezing temperatures uh overnight last friday um it uh, sleeted it snowed it hailed all in one day the track was muddy uh it was it was terrible and and the horses uh you know, either they liked it or they didn't. And fortunately, uh, we had a horse in there uh, that ran on, um, the, on last Saturday, and he won. And he'd never been on uh, um, a muddy track like that. Uh, we put blinkers on him, and he won. Uh, we never had uh, had him outside, uh, you know, uh, the state of Florida over the last winter, so he didn't experience the cold. So. You know, he spent a um, 16-hour trip up to Lexington. Uh, he gets off the van. It's cold. It's rainy. Uh, it's muddy. Uh, the whole nine yards, and we didn't have a clue how he was going to run. And let me tell you something. When he came out of the gate, he got the mud in his face. He got the whole nine yards, and he went easy. And we were really pleased with that. That really um, made us feel good to see, you know, have that happen to us there, uh, you know, to see that, that go on. But, you know, uh, it just goes to show you that all, all throughout the industry and throughout life itself, you got to have contingency plans. Um, you don't know, uh, you have a backup plan, have a schedule, that daily schedule that we were talking about. You got to schedule everything every day, you know, and if you don't hit your schedule right on the market in a question in the industry, it's not a big deal. Uh, you know, you just adjust, make adjustments and go from there with it. And that's what we're trying to, you know, tell you here. Uh, today we got good racing, uh, from across America, uh, on there. We have, uh, live racing from Keeneland. We have talking horses from Aqueduct in Belmont. Uh, but like I said, the, go to Churchill Downs, uh, and on our segment called At the Wire. And, you know, you'll, um, you'll be, uh, able to talk or see and, and hear Matt Bezel. Uh, he's the uh, architect of all the, uh, flowers and, and uh, all the landscaping at Churchill Downs, and it's amazing uh, when you talk uh, and listen to his um, a little uh, video there about how he got into it, what made him get into it. Uh, yeah, he went to the University of Kentucky, got a degree, came out, and he got you know got into uh, digging holes and planting flowers at Churchill Downs, 
uh, you know, and now he's the head of it after, after quite a few years there. So that those those are the kind of things that um, you know that we're trying to do here at uh, IEN. It's really amazing. Um, you know, horse industry as a whole. Um, you know, every state has a horse industry. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Every state in our country and every country in the world has a horse business. And it always makes it um, a good go um, for you or the family that when you go to uh, outside the area you live in uh, to see uh, what's going on in the horse industry, how important the horse industry is to uh, our economy. A lot of people don't realize it, but it's very important. And, and that's why we're pushing uh, the horse industry as much as we can. We wish more people would get involved in it, uh, you know, that type of thing. Um, uh, most of the things that you go and see uh, can be free. Uh, so just, you know, get out and take a look at the horse industry. See what all is going on in, in your neck of the woods, as they say. Uh, you know, that's what we're trying to, to do here. Now we're going to start getting into some um, different things. Uh, we're going to go to our website. And we're going to kind of scroll down through that. And in the latter uh, part of our uh, show, we're going to talk about the Derby. Uh, some exciting news about the Derby. And we'll just kind of go from there with it. But when you go to our website, uh, intv.org, uh, there's a, a multitude of uh, um, areas that we go to uh, in the horse business. And the first thing you're going to see on there, and it's live today, 4-14-2022, it's the Ocala Breeder Sales, and it's the uh, two-year-old in training sales. And when we say two-year-old training sales, what we mean is that um, these horses have uh, uh, already been in training to, to learn how to race. Uh, they're schooling their race, and they work uh, three-eighths of a mile uh, on the clock there, and they go out and work by themselves. And they see what kind of time they can put in, you know, if it's a good time, slow time, fast time, just how they move on the track. And so they'll go through, uh, right now they're on 814, uh, at number 814. And so um, a horse in training at this level means that it's going to go through a, a sale here in the, ne- in the next few days. And when you go to that sale and you buy that horse, that horse within 60 to 90 days will be ready to run. So, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, the possibility of the horse running, you know, June or July, you know, that type of thing, getting ready for the summer racing for two-year-olds, uh, Saratoga, Churchill, Keeneland, California, uh, you know, that, that type of thing. And so uh, a lot of times when you buy a horse in a two-year-old training sale, you skip all over all the things that uh, you had to spend and financials that you had to go through to get them to this stage and point. Um, They race as a fall. uh, They break them. Uh, When when I say break them, uh, they teach them how to uh, gallop and and run and and train under saddle, uh, get to used to, you know, getting into the the racehorse world. And so that's very expensive. It's very expensive. A lot of setbacks are there. Uh, Sometimes they'll get sore. They might get hurt. They might get sick. There's just so many things that are involved to get a horse to the two-year-old training. And a lot of people like to come and buy them out of these sales because they know that within 30 days, uh, 60 or 90 days, you could have your horse potentially earning some of the money back 
that you spent on him at the sales. And a lot of people do that, opposed to uh, bringing them up like a homebred, uh, like we were saying, you know, raising them and get them to this point. So that's what they do. And a lot of times uh, people will turn around their money uh, and make it back pretty quick. But you're getting a turnkey operation, as they say in some of these, uh, in these places. And also, uh, that, that's what we look at. Uh, and that's the two-year-old training. That's the first thing that you'll see on there. Just uh, click on the YouTube uh, arrow, and it'll take you, and it'll give you live racing, uh, live uh, horses all day today, uh, you know, there at Kima. Uh, yeah, let's see, they're on 8.52 now. Uh, he's, he's getting ready to go to the track, so let's have that there. And then we have, um, you know, feeding horses around the world. It kind of takes you behind the scenes of the feed company, uh, hallway feeds, how they get feed to horses all over the world, which is very, very important. And, and uh, things that, um, uh, you know, we're starting to think about now, especially with the way things are in Ukraine and Eastern Europe, uh, it's going to make it difficult. Grain prices are going to be going sky high. So, uh, you know, we keep a monitoring on, on our feed. Um, that um, that we feed our horses uh, and everything. So you know that that plays another part of things that when you're training uh, to uh, for an event for the Olympics or for the um, you know the Kentucky Derby or you know for shows and all like that. Those are things that you have to start thinking about now and factoring into your costs. What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to get a good steady supply of the same feed that uh, I'm feeding my horse no matter where I go? And you'll be able to do that with hallway feeds on there. So that, that's what we do there. Uh, then we have um, Camping World 2022. Uh, it, it goes behind the scenes, and it tells you how to um, uh, buy a RV trailer. Uh, if you're just doing local shows and you're only going to be gone two or three days, you just might want to get a small trailer um, to take to you to the, um, to the horse shows. Uh, you can go to the horse sales with a small trailer, uh, spend a few days in the area. Uh, you can go to the races, and, and there's usually a uh, RV park, you know, within uh, reasonable driving distance of uh, of wherever you're going to. And you know, we'll we'll take, like, say, the Kentucky Derby, for instance, uh, and we'll take um, the three day Rolex in Keeneland. Uh, they're all racing in, in this next 30 days. It's all pretty much in the thoroughbred business, uh, about, um, uh, the Kentucky Derby and horse racing in Kentucky and the horse shows and everything. And, uh, when you go to Camping One and you get your, uh, trailer that you like for you and your family, uh, you can literally, um, go up to the, uh, RV parks, uh, located in Kentucky and, and stay two or three weeks and, and avoid the hotel cost and, uh, avoid a lot of uh, added expenses um, that you would normally have if you were in a hotel and, and have a pretty, you know, inexpensive vacation. And they have all different kinds of trailers. They have anywhere from the small tag-alongs to the big diesel pushers, depending on how how uh, much you want to get involved in, in RVing. And for the horsemen, um, it, it's usually uh, pretty much about eight months out of the year that you're going to spend um, – you know, on the road, in hotels, traveling, and so forth. And that's why it's important to have a good RV to go to. And a lot of uh, fifth wheels uh, RVs that they have, uh, like the Keystone Montanas, uh, horsemen are getting into because they have all the convenience uh, and all the luxuries of, of home. Uh, 
Um, they have good workstations in them. They have big refrigerators, microwaves, uh, good uh, heating and air conditioning in them, uh, large showers, uh, big uh, bedrooms, um, a lot of storage underneath them. A lot of the vehicles will have uh, entertainment centers for outside, uh, such as, um, you know, an extra uh, a kitchen outside. Uh, they have uh, televisions for outside. Uh, you know, you name it, they have it. And what I like about the RVs for the equestrian is you don't have to spend time driving back and forth to um, from the hotel to um, to the showgrounds or to the racetrack. Uh, you don't have to um, uh, worry about going out to eat uh, because you have everything right there, even though it is nice to go out and eat at some of the local restaurants when you go. Uh, because that's all part of the journey of how you get there and the stories that you'll be able to tell down the road that, you know, you got uh, bad shrimp at a certain place or, you know, the food was cold or, you know, what have you. And those, those are all part of the journey, making those kind of memories. But um, when you have the RV there, you control a lot of that, and it makes it awful nice, uh, you know, because it's yours. And you actually sleep a little better sometimes when you're, like, in your own bed, as they say. So uh, that's the Camping World 2022. They have any and everything, and they can get you to a dealer and get you repaired uh, for anything that might be there. And so that's what we look at. Uh, now we have um, uh, the Equestrian of the Week, and this young lady, Sarah Lockman, has done just a little bit about everything that she could possibly do. Uh, she's up and coming um, with outstanding equestrians, not only in the U.S., but in the world. Um, she kind of gets, uh, go to her website and, uh, she, to her, um, it's www.sldressage.com. And you can, uh, see exactly how she trains and where she's going and what her plans are for the year 2022. Uh, a fantastic person, um, fantastic, uh, equine, uh, uh, person to represent our sport. Uh, very athletic. Her horses are just unbelievable. And you, know, you can find out how she um, is successful and why she is successful uh, through her website. And that's Sarah Lockman at SL um, or S yeah SL com, uh, which is really good. And then we you know again we, we go to uh, another segment that we have here. It's called um, Equine Business of the Week. Uh, this week it's Westgate Ranch in South Florida. And it's, let me tell you, this is a family entertainment facility. It's like an equestrian Disney world. Uh, they've got camping, they've got rafting, uh, you, you name it, they have it. They have a rodeo there, a barbecue every Saturday night, just like you see, uh, on the old cowboy shows on TV. Um, a great place to go to. They have all kinds of camping, uh, sites there. They have a good hotel, good food, good entertainment. There's something for, everybody in the family, and if you really want to um, have the kids enjoy the outdoor life, uh, that's the best place to go. It's called Westgate Ranch. Um, it's a, like a dude ranch, and uh, it's really, really nice for the kids, and it's good for the, um, you know, for the family, good entertainment. So, you know, that's what that's uh, what we do on Equine Business of the Week, and it's not always about like a, um, like a Westgate uh River Ranch, so we have other uh, businesses like tax shops and um, companies that haul horses and uh, anything to do uh, business-wise with the uh, horse industry. 
uh, you know, we select somebody every week and, and put a new one in there. So, but this uh, this week it's uh, Westgate River Ranch in South Florida, and, and then um, we have right now uh, uh, lighting. Uh, it's a farm of the week. It's an unbelievable facility that uh, you just. Uh, it's just a hard time um, believing the things that they have. Uh, you know here. Um, it's uh, riding an Olympic world-class facility. It's called Carlswood with Sion O'Connor. Um, this place is just unbelievable. Um, it, it has all the equestrian needs that you might have or need or want. Uh, it's just, this place is just, you've got to see it to believe it. And I guarantee you, once you come and see it on our, our website and, and watch the video, you're going to want to go and physically go see this place. And you don't have to be a horseman to go see it, but it's just, it's just a fantastic facility, state of the art, uh, producing winners, uh, all over the world. Uh, I just, uh, I'm just an, an amazed every week when I see one of the farms that we select, how much that I haven't seen in the horse industry. Uh, it's just, you know, it, and I, I mean, I've been in 12 countries around this world. And every time I see Farm of the Week, it's always something new, something different, and something unexpected. And I just, I just love it. I just really love it. And so that's our Farm of the Week. And I suggest you take a look at it, and it kind of tells you exactly, you know, what what it's all about, you know, here. Um, then when we come down uh, at, at at the wire, uh, we have today we have at the uh, America's Day at the races. And what we do is we travel around the country, uh, looking at uh, the different racetracks, uh, you know, like Cayman and Aqueduct, uh, Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we look at uh, Gulfstream in Miami. Uh, uh, we look at Santa Anita in California. Uh, we're all over the country and all over the world taking a look at the races that are going on. And uh, that kind of gives you an insight, quick look, uh, quick reference. You know, you don't have to sit there for an hour waiting for a race to come up. Uh, they got races going off just about every five or six minutes from some track in the world that, uh, that we like to go to. And if you see a track, that, if you don't see your track on there, then you call us up at 561-466-1272. And, um, you know, you ask us and we'll put it on there for you. We'll tell you how you can watch it on our, on our site. Um, we have, uh, again, it goes back to Camping World again. It's called Chuck Wagon. It's about RV, cooking in RV life, and how, how to uh, really, uh, uh, you know, get your schedule down. And it makes it nice when you can uh, uh, go to your RV right at the, at the show or the races or, you know, wherever you're at. And, uh, you know, you, you get through, you go in, you take a shower, uh, you go out to your uh, uh, RV and, and you start start your dinner, and, and it's home cooking, and it's something that you do. It's just like you would do at your home, you know. But only you're you know you're right there. You're just a golf cart ride away from your horses, so that that makes it nice. And that's our, our show called Chuck Wagon. We got all kinds of uh, recipes on there uh, every week, uh, different kinds. Uh, what I look at mostly and try to get on there mostly are things that are easy and simple, like slow cooking. Uh, like a slow cooker, uh, the crock pot cooking. Uh, they got a real good, uh, slow cooker's breakfast in there that you actually make up the night before you go in and, and you put, um, all your, uh, 
your meats or your sausages or your bacon and, and your cheese and your eggs and your potatoes and, and you put them in the slow cooker and you turn it on when you go to bed and when you get up the next morning you got a good hot meal uh, breakfast uh, there that the whole family can enjoy and and it makes it really nice because uh, you know you don't have to put a lot of time and effort into it you don't have to get up uh, an hour and a half early to cook breakfast everybody they just get up and you know it's ready to go turn your coffee on get your juice and milk out and you're ready to go and that's uh, what I like about Chuck Wagon. They have all kinds of the things that are like that. And one of the shows that we have on there, you'll like, is it's how to stock your RV uh, kitchen. And they go from the beginning to, uh, from salt and pepper to, um, you know, to the pots and pans and to all the things that you need to uh, make your cooking a lot easier. And that's one of the segments that, that we have on there. In fact, that would be the first segment I would watch so that you go out and you don't get caught out anywhere, short anywhere. And if you do get caught short out there, one of the uh, companies that we uh, work with here is called SHIP, S-H-I-P-T dot com. And they deliver groceries uh, from anywhere, uh, from whatever area you put in your SIP code, and they tell you what stores are available. And what I like about it is uh, with SHIP is they've got Office Depot for all your business needs that you might need. Uh, for your uh, while you're at the uh, at, at your equestrian event, uh, they've got uh, pharmacies pharmacies like Walgreens and CVS. Uh, they have uh, companies like Target that are on there uh, for anything else that you might need. Uh, they have all kinds of grocery stores uh, that are on there, and, and so and they deliver right to the showgrounds, to the farm, to your house, to your hotel, wherever you're at. It's really good in. And I, I like it uh, because of the, uh, the uh, pharmacies that are on there. Um, you know, you'll never get caught needing anything, uh, medical prescriptions or whatever you, you know, you might need wherever you're at 24-7. And, and since we have that, we had to naturally go with uh, um, our uh, weather information. Uh, we go to, uh, uh, you click onto our weather segment. And it'll tell you what the weather is any place in the world. And, and uh, you know, it's very important when you're traveling. Uh, you know, I have to know the weather conditions between uh, um, here and uh, where from your farm or wherever you're at to wherever you're going. Uh, you can go on to theweatherchannel.com, and they'll tell you weather conditions. And, you know, they tell you the whole nine yards in there, uh, and, and that helps. So you know what you're going into, and you can be prepared for the weather conditions wherever you're going to, and, and that that that's very uh, helpful. It takes a lot of stress off of you. Of course, with weather.com, that means that we've got to have uh, MapQuest, and uh, MapQuest is on there, and it will tell you how to get to where you're going. It'll tell you about hotels, gasoline. It'll tell you about any and everything that you need to know about getting there. Uh, time-wise, traffic, uh, whether there's slowdowns, constructions, wrecks, uh, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, again, you know, we're letting you know at uh, org. we're putting everything at your hands so that you can literally stay in one spot and decide where you're going, how you're going, and, you know, what conditions you're going to be under and everything that we do here. Uh, that, that's uh, what we do. Uh, we're trying to get all the information out that we can to become one of the largest equestrian distribution 
uh, information distribution uh, website in, in the world. And, and we're getting close to it. We just need to start getting more listeners and more people, you know, taking a look at it. Uh, we're averaging about 545 people a day looking at the website. And so that, that's kind of good, uh, you know, for us. We'd like to have a 1,000 a day, but, you know, we're going to deal with what we do. And then it's up to me to, you know, get any listeners and any uh, people looking at our website through our marketing. But that was the last stage of what we're doing here at IEM. Um, and the, the first stages that we were doing, because now we know that it works. Now we've got to work on getting people to send in um, uh, their stories about the the equine industry that they're involved in, uh, who they are and what they do and how they do it. Uh, that, that's one of the things that we want to want them to do. Uh, they can e- they can email us at ien equine tv uh, at, at gmail dot com. They can go to IENTV.org for our website, or they can call me at 561-466-1272, talk to me directly, or on Thursdays they can call in to 323-744-4841, and who knows, maybe you'll win a Kentucky Derby glass like we're giving away today, but since we haven't had any callers yet, it looks like I'm going to add another Derby Glass, Kentucky Derby Glass to my collection, which I don't mind at all. So that's what we're doing with, with that. And then we've got, uh, uh, for uh, Polo, we got Chucker. Uh, you go to um, our site at uh, Chucker, and it shows um, where you can tailgate international and domestic uh, live and tape Polo. Uh, it shows any and everything there. Uh, you can go to uh, click on the Chucker TV and you can literally watch uh, um, uh, polo matches from all over the world live antique. And it's amazing that some of the places that you see polo at. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just unbelievable. You know, some of the small countries that have uh, internationally, you know, and world champions on polo uh, teams uh, that are there. So, you know, that's Chucker. It's a great place to go. And especially like here in Wellington, it's, you really want to impress some of your friends here in West Palm Beach and Wellington. Uh, you can go right out there and pull right up and tailgate right on the polo grounds. And you can see fantastic polo matches, and you can see all kinds of celebrities, and you can rub elbows with them. Um, during the breaks, you can go out onto the field and uh, stomp in the divots. Uh, it's a big part of a, a polo tradition. And it's really something else, but you can really impress some people when you're here in West Palm and not spend any money at all to do it, other than what you're going to take there to eat at your tailgate there at the polo grounds. You know, so that's uh, that's always fun to do. And, and now we have a, a segment called Flying Turns. And a friend of mine, Steve Wolf, and I started this uh, this segment um, many years ago, back in the early '90s, in uh, Freehold. Uh, Raceway in New Jersey. And Flying Turns was uh, named because uh, um, at that time, uh, Freehold, New Jersey had the fastest turns in the business. And they, they called it Flying Turns in, in Freehold. Uh, it was a nice track. It's in New Jersey, Freehold, New Jersey. And um, it, it was uh, the top uh, um, harness people in the world would come there to race. And it was really good. 
And so, you know, uh, we had some success with that. Uh, we actually uh, were trying to simulcast uh, back to Eastern Europe and to Europe uh, before simulcasting was really big. And, and the test marketing that we did worked out pretty good. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, we had to deal with too many uh, um, different uh, government situations. Uh, we might be dealing uh, with the country uh, one day, and they come in the next day, and they got new people and and uh, new rules, new regulations, and uh, people you had to pay off that type of thing. So, you know, that kind of um, ended up being a domestic uh, uh, project for us, and, and it's pretty good. And what we have on there now is uh, it's uh, two. It's called Twos in Training. Uh, it's a great little uh, uh, program. Uh, that uh, they go behind the scenes and, and you see the two year olds in training that are going to be the stars of tomorrow. And you talk to, uh, they talk to the different trainers, uh, um, that you have. It's called, uh, with HRN, the horse racing, uh, network there. They're, they're really good people. Um, they talk about all kinds of different things that they have there. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you just don't get a C on a day to day basis. Uh, you know, you just don't see that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a great program. Uh, you get behind the scenes, see where they're running at, see what their project projects are. Uh, you know, it's called Twos in Training, and we come with a different trainer uh, every week uh, to see who's there, and uh, it's exciting because uh, those are the stars of tomorrow that you'll be seeing on Flying Turns. In the big races like the Hamiltonian, the Little Brown Jug, uh, the Jugette, uh, and the Breeders' Crown races, uh, which is really good. So, um, you know, that's a good segment, and it's very informative, and you don't have to be a horse person to watch it. And that's what we try to do with all our projects here at IEN, is get into a situation where you don't have to be a horseman to watch what we're doing, you know, uh, which is... Um, uh, what I, I want to do, I want to get new people into the business. But yet again, I also want to uh, entertain and have a good program for the people that know the business. You know, so we're trying to cover two uh, two segments uh, of our uh, programming uh, in one one uh, one uh, you know segment, and we do that, and, and so it's working out pretty good for us, I, I think. And people told me that they liked it because. Uh, very informative, uh, you know, for the, uh, for the non-horsemen and for the horsemen. So that's good. And, and then, uh, uh, we have a gentleman, um, on a podcast that, uh, we're showing. It's a video podcast and it's called Three Weeks Until Competing. And you literally go through the, um, you know, the three weeks prior to a competition. Uh, and I tell you, it's amazing when you start looking at what these people do. And uh, how they do it, and, and the pressure, the intense pressure that they're under, uh, you know, they're going through, uh, what they do, uh, uh, you know, what, how they adjust to uh, a horse getting hurt prior to the competition. Uh, can they get it ready to go? Uh, you know, for that to have that, uh, you know, that, that's on our international equine report this week. It's called Three Weeks Until Competing, and it's really, really a good program to have. And then um, we have uh, a Quest for Equine Gold, which is really good. Um, uh, it, it's uh, a show 
this one is an FEI show uh, pertaining to uh, uh, the uh, FEI show jumping in Europe and in the United States. Uh, it takes you all across there. There's so many videos that FEI has there that uh, you, you will not be bored. I guarantee you that. You'll have a lot to, that you can go through, you know, with that, with them on that. Uh, so that's pretty much, uh, you know, what we're doing. We have Last Call, which is uh, uh, live uh, horse sales, and that's all part of our programming that we have uh, for the two-year-old in training sale. Uh, that's part of Last Call, and that'll be an OBS sales uh, in the upcoming days, you know, to see uh, what all is going on there. Um, so that, that's really good. Uh, we have um, uh, another international equine report. It's on uh, Root and Riddle. Uh, in uh, Lexington, it's the, um, the top uh, of the uh, equine veterinarian clinics in the world. Uh, it's just amazing the amount of horses that go through there, uh, uh, the CAT scans that they can do on horses now, all the things that they can do. It's just, uh, you know, really unbelievable, you know, what they have there. And, and so we like that, uh, you know, and, and just go to our website and start going through it, uh, spend some time on it, take a look at it, and you, you'll see just about any and everything there. You'll have all of our contact information uh, that, you, that you need to uh, see what we're doing, uh, you know, here at IEN. And so now we're going to uh, you know, start jumping into some things that are coming up here for us here uh, in the next uh, month or so that uh, you, you would be uh, might be interested in. Uh, it's uh, pretty cool, and then we'll talk a little bit about Kentucky Derby. Uh, give you a little bit of uh, uh, on an update on that. Um, speaking of last call, um, you need to nominate now to all you thoroughbred horsemen out there uh, to the 2022 selected yearling sales. Uh, the summer that are coming up, uh, we have the July sale uh, in Lexington. That's July 12th and 13th. Um, in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, that, that's a great sale. Uh, then um, we have the 101st Saratoga sale, August 8th and 9th. It's Saratoga, New York. That, that's coming up. And, and that's always a good sale to go to because uh, you see a lot of future uh, uh, derby horses in that sale. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a who's who uh, of the thoroughbred industry uh, for um, – uh, the sales coming up there at uh, Saratoga, and, and that's been around for 101 years. So you know uh, they're doing; they know what they're doing there. And that's um, August 8th and 9th at uh, Saratoga Springs um, in, in New York. There, and then um, August the 14th, a week later, uh, we have the New York, for New York breads only. Um, these are New York bred yearlings, and that's also at Saratoga. Uh, so it's uh, it's a good uh, sale to go to, and again, you know, if you're just up in the Saratoga area, it's a great place to go visit and see. Uh, you know, you can go up there, and you don't have to be a horseman to go up there, and you can walk around and get up next uh, close to, to the horse, and who knows, you might even get up close to a future Derby winner there, a Breeders' Cup winner there. So you can you can do that. That's uh, the sales coming up this summer. Uh, then uh, each state that uh, we go to. Uh, they they always have something, um, you know, uh, available. Like uh, this Easter weekend at Tryon Resort in North Carolina. Um, this is in Tryon, North Carolina. 
and it's a great thing to, to go to. A lot of the different equestrian uh, facilities have things like this. Uh, Saturday, uh, there's an Easter egg hunt for the kids um, at the Steeplechase, the 17th running of the historic Tri-Arm Block uh, uh, House uh, races Steeplechase will take place at the Gorgas uh, Green Creek uh, Race Course on Saturday, April 16th, and tailgate tickets are still available uh, if you want to go out to see it. The gates open at 10 a.m., and the fun continues all day with the races at 1.30 p.m. and continuing every 30 minutes for uh, five races. So that's really great, uh, you know, to go see. Uh, the special events, they have uh, Easter egg hunt presented by um, WNC, uh, w at 11 a.m. in the infield uh, for the kids, the big Easter egg hunt. They have a contest from uh, hats, crazy pants contest at the finish line at 12 o'clock. And then they have opening ceremonies at 12.15 on the finish line. They have a magic show in the infield at 12.30. And the first race starts at 1.30 p.m. And it, it's just unbelievable what they have there. They have the free, and this is all free now, for the kids' zone. And it's presented by uh, Ken Fagan Truck and Trailer Company. Uh, it's just a good company to be around. But uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., they have face painting. They have the balloon artists, they have carriage rides, they have character artists, magicians, pony rides, cornhole competitions, kid relay games, hobby horse jumping, and a massive Easter egg hunt there in the infield. And that's a Tryon Resort in Tryon, North Carolina. It's just a, a great place to be, fun for the whole family, spend the whole day there. You can spend the whole day there, and that's Saturday. Saturday, get there early so you don't get left out. Uh, is what you got to do uh, there. Um, then we have, uh, uh, like I said, we're talking about like all the different states and everything that we have things going on in. Um, we have uh, Woodbine uh, is to open the season for the first time in Canada since 2019. Uh, for the first time since April 2019, Woodbine Entertainment is set to open its thoroughbred racing season without a delay April 16th. Uh, that's this Saturday. It's a Woodbine Grace Track in Toronto. Uh, the familiar sounds of thoroughbred storming around the Toronto Oval has been absent for the past two uh, springs uh, due to the COVID-19 restrictions preventing the operation of, of live racing in Ontario. Uh, both the 20 and 21 seasons did not begin until June, uh, nearly two months after, uh, two months later than originally planned. The 2022 season which opens with live racing this Saturday and Sunday will run through December 11th. It features a total of 133 race dates. So, you know, you got a good long summer and fall into the winter that you can go up there and race, uh, which will really be nice. Um, the 163rd running of the uh, Queen's Blade August 21st is the crown jewel of the 22, uh, 2022 racing season. It would buy more than $16.9 million dollars Stakes races will be contested throughout the new season, including 37 graded stakes races. So Woodbine's a place to go see if you really want to see some some good racing, and it's all open back up, and, and it's you know just like a new place again, somewhere to, where to go uh, that, that we're going to have uh, you know to go look at. Then uh, uh, just to show you that, you know it's a little bit about everything, um, the Pimlico. Um, uh, track in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, 
uh, Pimlico's Dirt Service Maintenance to begin April 17th. Maryland Jockey Club has confirmed that the maintenance work on the dirt service at Pimlico Racecourse will begin Easter Sunday, April 17th, with plans to reopen the track for training Wednesday, April the 20th. Uh, the Maryland Jockey Club Acting President and General Manager Mike Rogers said a favorable weather forecast will allow the project to proceed at the preferred time rather than the following week. Uh, the track maintenance crew each year has examined the Pimlico surface prior to the May race meet and uh, last year repaired the base uh, in specific areas. Uh, traditionally, there is no training on Easter at Pimlico and Laurel. Uh, Rogers and track superintendent Chris Bosley earlier said it's a project which entails the examination and repairs made of the Pimlico surface last spring would take about three days. Uh, the Pimlico spring meet begins at May 8th and concludes May 31st, and that includes Creek uh, this week with uh, the Creek that's coming in. Uh, so that, that that's, um, you know, just a little bit of news there. Now we're getting into our derby um, uh, recap here. Uh, we have uh, a lot of races that uh, have um, uh, taken place, and in the show you like we were talking about before about how you got to make adjustments going to the derby on how they get there, and, and you never can tell what's going to happen. And, you know, you might have, have uh, uh, setbacks here and there, and then you just might, you know, uh, not have any. And so, but you always got to be prepared for it. And, and then once you deal with that situation that you're dealing with, you have to uh, prepare for it uh, whether you go, you, know, you go on with the racing career or just what happens to it. And unfortunately for, for Ben Kingdom, is out of the Kentucky Derby this year. Uh, Forbidden Kingdom uh, will miss the Derby because he had an epiglottis issue. Uh, it's a throat issue that uh, will probably require surgery uh, for, for the horse. Uh, uh, it's going to be um, closely watched. Uh, the veterinarians are taking a look at it, and they're going to be dealing with it. And, and it was kind of a shame uh, because... Uh, uh, he finished, he faded to sixth after setting a pace in the run happy Santa Anita Derby on April the 9th. He just, uh, couldn't breathe and, and started falling back. And, um, after the, uh, they talked with, uh, um, you know, the jockey and, and the vets looked at it, you know, it was decided that, uh, not to push the horse anymore, uh, you know, to medically treat the horse and get him, uh, and get him, uh, you know, back ready to go. And then we had trainer Brian Lynch said he's still mulling over the options of Classic Causeway after the giant Causeway Colt finished 11th in the Corona, Florida Derby um, presented by Hellendale Farm. Um, he, he has enough points to, uh, to, get, uh, to get in any time they want to get him in, uh, but they want to look at him and, and make sure that he's all right. Uh, you know, it was unusual for him to uh, run that far back. Uh, you know, in the race. So that's why they're carefully examining the horse and kind of weighing out their options to, to see if he needs a rest, see if he needs uh, veterinarian care, just to see what happens, you know, with him, uh, you know, on that. Uh, and, and that just goes to show you that, uh, you know, the trainers, it's more important for the horse to be healthy, you know, and, and continue on uh, with whatever career he might have, whether it's a, you know, racing or breeding or, you know, aftercare as a show horse, that type of thing. Uh, that's why the, uh, you know, the trainers are taking their time with it and the owners, you know, uh, they, they, uh, they go right along with the trainer and it's all in the best interest of the horse. 
and that's why uh, you know they're going to take a good long look at him, and if things uh, uh, proceed along accordingly, uh, you know we might be able to see him in, in the Kentucky Derby, um, you know this year, uh, but the only time will tell. On there, uh, we have the last Derby points um, races uh, April 16th at Kingman. It's uh, it's called the Stone Street Lexington Stakes. It's a Grade Three. It's going a mile and a sixteenth, and it's going to be interesting because uh, there's a few of these horses in here that could possibly get into the Derby uh, just by looking at them. It's going to be a great field. It's going to be a great field. Uh, Wayne Lucas has Ethel Road in there with Victor Espinosa up. Uh, he's got a shot at uh, you know winning this thing. Um, we've got Major General for Todd Fletcher with uh, Ortiz up. I ran Ortiz up. Uh, he's really a, a horse that, uh, you know, might fit for the Derby. Uh, he, he's been, um, um, you know, a late bloomer, as we say. I got to see this horse all, all winter long here in uh, our Palm Beach Downs facility, uh, which was really uh, good. Uh, you know, so he, he's going to see just what he has. And, you know, it's roughly about three weeks away from the Derby, so, uh, you know, he might be there. Another horse that's uh, looking to get in for Black Cox is called Tawny Port. Um, he's a nice horse, uh, uh, going a mile on the 16th. Uh, this might tighten him up just right for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, so that, taking a look at that one. Um, but th- this is a good field. Uh, you know, we're looking at an 11 horse field. Uh, we have, uh, a horse called Call Me Midnight. Um, it, it's a nice horse. We had Dash Attack for Kenny McPeak. Um, in there, Kelly Breen has in due time. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of good horses in, in this race, and you know, they might not get might not get in uh, the Derby, uh, but and even if they don't, uh, you know, you're looking at a, an under undercard stake race at Churchill. Will have some of the best horses in the country some of the best horses in the country on that undercard on Stakes Day at, uh, uh, at Churchill Downs for on Derby Day and Oaks Day, the Friday and Saturday, actually Thursday, Friday and Saturday uh, there. So you're going to see a lot of these horses that might be running. But um, right now we're going to get into which horses are in, uh, in, uh, in are on the bubble for the Kentucky Derby. We're going to go through these uh, here uh, right now. Uh, Epic Center, uh, stay, trained by Steve Ashmeason, has 164 points, so he, he's in the Derby for sure. We have uh, we have Zanadon, uh, Zandon uh, for uh, Todd Fletcher. I mean, for Chad Brown, he's got 114 points in there. Uh, this horse is uh, really a nice horse. Um, he won the Bluegrass Stakes back on April 9th, which was good. Um, Epicenter. Epic Center, uh, Steve Ashmeus and our number one horse won the grade two, uh, Louisiana Derby on March 26th at the fairgrounds, uh, which was good. Like I said, uh, Zandon, uh, he just won the bluegrass on April 9th at Kingland. Um, we have Light Barrio and he's got 112 points. Um, that horse is a nice horse. He won the, uh, Florida Derby back on April the 2nd. We have a horse that it's a long shot in here, but he, uh, he's got 112 points also, like White Barrio, um, for pleasure. Uh, he won the grade two one with Memorial on, uh, at Aqueduct on April the 9th. Uh, 
which is uh, which was a fantastic showing that he did there. We have Crown Pride. Um, Crown Pride won the UAE Derby on March 26th at Made In. Uh, this horse, it looks like he's the real deal. And let me tell you, this could be the year for a foreign horse to win the Kentucky Derby. This horse is really good. The UAE Derby was good. Um, I think he's probably has shipped well. Uh, he, he looks good. He's making the adjustments in quarantine. And so that, that's going to be good. We have, um, um, Taiba. Uh, this, this horse is, a, a, was a Bob Baffert horse. Um, he is now shown, uh, uh, trained by Tim Yankton, an old assistant of Bob from a few years back, <coughs> which is, um, he's a great trainer. Uh, he'll be ridden by Mike Smith. He won the Santa Anita uh, Derby on April the 9th at Santa Anita Park. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch and follow and, and see because that's a Bob Baffert connection. Even though Bob uh, uh, will be around with us racing uh, in uh, Kentucky uh, or the Triple Crown for the next two years. But he, he does have a good, capable trainer in Tim Yankton. And there we had simplification. Everybody talked about it at the beginning of the year. Uh, real nice horse. Um, he was third in the Florida Derby at Gulfstream on April the 2nd. Uh, nice horse. He's solid horse. Always puts in a good effort, which is really good. And then we have uh, at number 10, uh, Smile Happy. Uh, Smile Happy's got 70 points. Uh, he was uh, touted at the beginning as a really good horse uh, at the top of the list. He's kind of been hanging around. We don't know what kind of horse is going to show up for that uh, uh, for him. Uh, he, he's a real nice, uh, like I said, nice horse. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll just see. Smile happy with 70 points. Uh, we go down to a horse that I, I like from the beginning for Doug O'Neill. Uh, he, he's a really good horse. Um, he won the Sunland Derby March 27th. Uh, Doug O'Neill's kind of brought him around slow, and, and hence the slowdown, Andy. He's got 60 points at number 11. Um, he, he's going to be tough. He's going to be a solid horse, and he's a closer. And, and I think that, he, you know, he, he might not win it, but he'll be up there in the hunt for it, uh, uh, which is good. And that slowdown, Andy, with 60 points. We had Barbara Rogue with 58 points. Uh, he was second in the grade one Arkansas Derby on April the 2nd. Um, he's a solid horse. It was a bad race day that day, uh, weather wise, uh, you know, so it, it'll be seen, you know, how he'll do, you know, in, in a, uh, 20 horse field. Uh, we have Uno Ojo. Um, he's a nice horse. He was, uh, eighth in the, uh, Arkansas Derby on April 2nd. Um, I don't know if he's going to uh, go in. Uh, I think that he might uh, be a horse that, um, um, you know, might be there, uh, or he just might be one of the horses that's filling the gate. Uh, we don't really know much about him and haven't seen much about him. Um, it says um, the, the top 20 horses in Kentucky Derby were just amazingly uh, uh, evenly balanced this year, uh, which is unbelievable. Early voting uh, for trainer, trainer Chad Brown. Um, he, he was second in the grade two Wood Memorial on April the 9th. Uh, he's a solid horse, uh, will be very competitive in it. We have, uh, Morello, which everybody has really liked and talks a like, uh, a lot about. He ended up being sixth in Wood Memorial and it looks like he's on the down, on the downswing and he's training. Uh, he had a rough road to go over the winter and 
It looks like it might have caught up with him. He's got 50 points. We have Messier, uh, 40 points. Tim Yankton, another Bob Baffert horse. He was second uh, to the stable mate uh, in the April 9th uh, um, Santa Anita Derby at Santa Anita Park. Uh, we have Zozos. Uh, this horse is really something else. Uh, uh, he, he's just uh, good one day, bad the next. Uh, he was second in the grade two Louisiana Derby at the fairgrounds. We have, uh, he's got 40 points. We have Summer is tomorrow, um, which, uh, he was second in the, in the UAE Derby. So he would be the, the second one to come over from Maidan uh, and see what he's got. Uh, we have, uh, Charge It, which I, I think this horse is on the, on the upswing and he's really doing good. Um, he was second in the Florida Derby at Gulfstream. But he really, really did, uh, really was, uh, you know, uh, charging home. Uh, he's got 40 points. And then Tawny Point, uh, the one on the bubble. Um, he ran second in the grade three Jeff Ruby Stakes at Turfway, which was pretty good. Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad for him. Uh, but he, he, he held his own, you know, there. And then the, and then the first, uh, first, uh, out would be Happy Jack. Uh, uh, he's got 30 points. He was third in the Santa Anita Derby. We have Pioneer and Medina. Um, he was uh, third in the Louisiana Derby. We have Grantham uh, with uh, 21 points. Um, you know, he, he won't make it in. He was second in the grade two Tampa Derby. And then we have uh, Rich Strike. Uh, he was um, third in the Jeff Ruby Stakes, and I don't think we'll see him in. But uh, this year's Kentucky Derby is going to be good. It's going to be equal. Uh, it's going to be even. It's going to be balanced. It's going to be interesting to watch. Stay tuned uh, with us this, uh, this next few weeks, and we'll get into uh, uh, highlighted horses every week. Uh, we'll get into everything that we just talked about today. Uh, again, next week, uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, all the things that are going on uh, in the equine industry, where you can go and what you can do to watch it. And uh, we wish you would call in. See, nobody called in and got their free derby class. You see, who knows, you might get a a free Kentucky Derby ticket if you were to call in. But if you don't call in, you can't win. And that's the bad thing. You know, you got to be in it to win it. And so give us a call. Uh, you know, call me at any time at, here at the, at the farm, 561-466-1272. Email us at ienequinetv at gmail.com. Go to our website, ientv.org. And next week, call in at 323 323- Seven four one and we'll see who's going to be here. But that's it for us this week, folks. Uh, enjoyed talking to you. We got through it, I think, slowly but surely. Um, we need uh, co-announcers, people to converse with me during the shows. If you want to do that, just give us a call. Let us know uh, who you are, what you are, and what you want to do with us. We'll be glad to you know, getting you on board with us. So this is Scott Miller with the International Equine Network taking a break on our journey to how we get there.